Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. In our first two installments of this series on mobile IDs, we looked at how the technology works, how it can benefit both citizens and governments, and we explored privacy and security concerns and opportunities for enhancement. Today, our discussion moves from concept to reality. We explored the situation on the ground for existing physical driver's licenses and mobile licenses, specifically in the United States. What are the challenges faced by today's physical licenses, and where are the mobile pilots underway? There's been a number of pilots that have been running in states. Iowa is, of course, very well known. Virginia has run a pilot, as well as Maryland and Colorado. And there are a number of states who have stated their intention to move forward with pilots, uh, Idaho, Wyoming, and even the District of Columbia. Joseph Pearson is North America's sales vice president for Citizen ID Group at HID Global. All these pilots that have taken place have been very controlled, basically trying to test and get an understanding of the basic application of being able to register yourself uh, and be able to have a driver's license on your phone that could be used within certain types of applications. So testing out the application itself and age verification has been a common one. And of course, all the people who've been participating in these pilots have been controlled. It hasn't been open to the public. It's been either DMV employees or family or close friends of those employees who have volunteered to participate. The learning has been mostly around some of the common sense attributes that need to be applied and the ability for a transaction to happen Uh, in a smooth and and seamless manner. Another element that's been taken into consideration is law enforcement. Law enforcement obviously is a very critical aspect of being able to have a mobile driver's license. And so there's been a lot of feedback from law enforcement as they've tested these scenarios to make sure that it is something that's copacetic with making their job easier as opposed to adding more complexity to it. Early pilot projects have given us some insight into how mobile licenses are being adopted and used. Pearson has already seen a number of lessons learned. Probably the biggest thing that I think that is an aha for a lot of the folks who have been running these pilots is that just because you have a mobile driver's license, the way that the information is displayed shouldn't necessarily be a duplicate lookalike of the driver's license. The data should be presented but maybe not presented to where it would would look exactly like a driver's license. More particular to the use case, as opposed to just trying to repeat the visual look of what a driver's license is. For example, if you're trying to verify someone's age, you're not gonna necessarily wanna see the full driver's license. You'll maybe just wanna see their photo and that they're above 21, for example. Beyond the pilots, there's a push at the legislative level in a number of states instructing DMVs to put plans into action, including requests for proposals from vendors, known as an RFP. There's been legislation that's been passed for implementing legislation just to study, and obviously some legislation hasn't made it through. The Iowa legislators passed some laws a few cycles ago, and of course Iowa conducted their pilot you know, with a number of folks a few years ago, and they issued an RFP uh, for an actual deployment of a mobile driver's license solution, I believe last October. No public announcement has been made of the award of that yet, but that's highly anticipated. And then, of course, a number of them have passed 
efforts to study mobile driver's licenses, including uh, Tennessee, uh, Utah, Louisiana, and Arkansas. And there have been some state legislators who have not actually passed. Uh, Arizona failed to go through. Texas passed a study a few cycles ago, but a new legislation this last cycle this year uh, failed to move forward. Others that have had difficulties are California, Kentucky, but there are some that have been successful to study, and that's uh, New Jersey and, and North Dakota. You know, big states have various concerns. Privacy is obviously a concern. In California, that was one of the issues that they wanted to make sure was addressed. I think all the issues are addressable. Uh, it's really just the practicality of moving things in a political environment through the various cycles. I don't think there is a an apprehension to not move forward. I think there is a, an inertia, in fact, a, a groundswell of inertia to move forward. But it just takes often a few cycles for laws to pass that enable this kind of capability. States have a tendency to want to keep up with neighboring states. So if Iowa goes first, and certainly they're the ones everybody's looking to see go first, then you could imagine states around them wanting to participate and other states that really want to see themselves as progressive. Uh, Virginia's very well known for wanting to be uh, a progressive state in terms of new technologies. So it will really be a matter of, I think, uh, location and certainly just wanting to be the first in moving new technology forward and being progressive. Pearson thinks there's an unrealized demand from citizens for a mobile ID, and the states are working to deliver on it. He anticipates at least one pilot moving from project to reality as soon as 2018, as well as a series of additional pilots commencing. If I were to try to crystal ball it, I would say there is the initial deployment of a mobile driver's license probably in at least one state next year, and another half dozen states will have begun initiatives to where they are also taking steps to deploy pilots, at least, for getting the application of a mobile driver's license out to their citizens. It will take a few years, and there will be some lessons learned, but it's probably not two years that we'll see a kind of a mass deployment across the country. But certainly within 10 years, I would say it would be very common for someone to have a mobile driver's license. Finally, a mobile driver's license will have to meet stringent requirements before being approved by the various states to move from pilot to launch. We asked Pearson to give us his top five attributes that a mobile license will need to get the go-forward nod at the state level, and the first thing that comes to mind about each one. First one is uh, offline uh, functionality. In other words, uh, being able to operate with no cloud. And I guess the first thing that comes to my mind from that is the sand hills of western Nebraska, where you can't get a cell connection for miles. So uh, being able to have a driver's license uh, in any situation, no matter whether you're connected or not. Another one would be, uh, I mentioned this before, security. Absolutely critical. <laughs> and I guess the first thought when I think of that is uh, my hacker roommate, Jeff, from my college days many years ago and uh, what he would love to be doing uh, to try to break into a mobile driver's license. Another one is um, easy to register, not make it difficult to become a member of a state's driver's license citizenry. So that's going to be very important, very seamless methodology to register as, as a mobile driver's license user. My first thought that is uh, my sister-in-law, Gail, uh, who uh, likes a lot of things, but uh, not necessarily the most adept at, at getting there from a technical perspective. So if, if she can do it, 
I think that's the broad market. The fourth one, I guess, would be um, easy to use anywhere. So being able to not be limited, and you've seen this with mobile wallets, you know, the grunge trying to be able to use it at various locations. So being able to use it anywhere out of the gate through hook or crook, I think that's going to be really important. If you don't have that, I'm thinking something like a firecracker dud. It's really exciting, but if it's not being used, it's kind of a dud. And um, the last one is that uh, multi-use, so that there are new possibilities that should be able to be opened up figuratively and maybe literally new doors that could be opened because now you have a digital credential that can communicate securely about yourself in the way you want to, how you want to, and to whom you want to. And to have that capability, I think, uh, is going to be really important, again, for people to want to use it. It's a big ask, but it would be really cool to see multiple uses out of a, of a mobile driver's license. Now that we've heard what states are doing to create a mobile driver's license, the fourth and final installment of this series will explore mobile ID technology for uses beyond the driver's license. Thank you to Joseph Pearson with HID Global. And thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.